Good evening. Welcome to uh, Karl Marx Does the Washing Up, where we ponder ludicrous metaphysical nonsense and the time it takes to make five Tesco's basic microwave meals. Which is around 21 minutes. It is. I'm Shai Telly. And I'm Elias Kassel. Uh, so we've just spent the last hour, hour and a half, potentially, discussing <laughs> what we should do this podcast on. And we've realised that we're just so indecisive. Yeah. But we also yeah. get distracted by, like, well, the microwave, of course. Yeah, yeah. the um, washing up. But also by, like, um, shiny just things. anything. Shiny yeah, yeah, things, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Not like, even non-shiny things. Not even shiny things, or even our own lives. or yes. like, <laughs> like, like, I don't know. There's a whole novel that could be written about your day. Yeah, that's so true. About every day that we live. Yeah, right? that's, that's true. But then we do try and get the most from each day that we live. I don't. You don't? No, no, I just disregard most of it. <laughs> but it depends. Maybe absolutely not. Absolutely. Maybe we just try and get the most out of each day in different ways. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> You're right. I'm just staying in bed. Yeah, but why would you want to leave the bed? You because, could... because dreaming is uh, superior to... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially with the holograms. Yeah. Dreaming of holograms. Dreaming of holograms. <laughs> but that, wait, that's quite a good podcast topic, though. Why do we, why do we self-doubt ourselves? Why are we so indecisive? We can't even decide which restaurant to go to. But I think this is like the, um, this is like the biggest malaise of like postmodern society or whatever. What, we just can't make decisions? Yeah. And like yeah. All, all of our like pain or anxiety or whatever just comes from the fact that there's like a hundred different types of cereal. So what you're saying is instead of learning how to make decisions, we need to reduce the amount of decisions that need to be made. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just saying I, maybe, like, I think a lot of, like, if we had less decisions, we'll be like, um, like Kierkegaard has this idea that you're either lost in the finite or the infinite, right? That's very true. He says and you think we're anxiety lost in... is the dizziness of freedom, is that what I'm... And then you think we're lost in the infinite. Yeah, me and you are constantly lost in the infinite. And but what so, would... like, the notion of the being lost in the finite is, like, when you're in that kind of, um, you're sort of numbed by, you're in, like, that zombified... Uh, state where you don't think about anything and you're just like trapped in this cycle where you do the same thing always constantly and and you don't like contemplate any other option or whatever and then the infinite is in this you're in the state of constant contemplation of the of the other and the choice but does the middle ground exist or would one always be lost in the infinite or lost in the finite yeah the middle ground exists it just eludes us all like always well it eludes me and you completely like the middle ground is like <laughs> the middle ground is like this sort of utopic kind yeah, but, of well, like how would godly we, state but what would the middle ground even look like would, so there's a hundred brand of cereals to choose from would a middle ground have 20 brands middle ground would look like Cleveland or something or maybe yeah. Birmingham 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 like because it's the middle of England right yeah yeah yeah, yeah well, like, it's, it's Birmingham in the middle of England well it's the Midlands right yeah I guess but it's also like quite Birmingham <laughs> Have you even been to Birmingham? No. No, it's not. I, t- I told you. I told you. It's like... Actually... You never leave your bedroom. Huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. But that would be very plebeian to have an opinion on a place we've been to. Yeah, that's so true. It's like when people recommend you a restaurant they've been to. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Far too boring. But I'm always... Uh, people always recommend me things they have nothing about. And this is the other really? problem. <laughs> it's because you're lost in the infinite. They yeah. know... They know that I know nothing. You know. <laughs> Wait, so what's the solution? Should we let like, some other force make decisions for us? I think that's kind of a, it's quite an interesting thing. So I started at one point, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do the third thing, whatever that is. What if there's only two options? Yeah, well, then you go one, two, one. <laughs> okay. I like that. That's good. No, that's good. 
Yeah. I'm on board with that. Um, and then what happened to that? Why did you stop doing that? Because that's the living life in the finite, right? Uh, stop well, thinking. it's like, it's maybe a bit, yeah. No, but it's a bit moderate because it's like, you're not, t- you're letting something else decide. But you're not limiting your options. Yeah. Exactly. No, you could have seven options. But yeah, just... but then I was like, yeah, but what happens if I did it with five? <laughs> well, what happens if I did it with seven? <laughs> and so I got lost in the infinite of the finiteness. How long did you try this for? Like 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what about if we put the decision into not another, not into something like that, but someone who's just as mysterious as us, put it into another person's hands? This is, well, this is a lot of what religion is, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't think God can help me decide which cereal I want. Maybe God has already chosen what cereal you want, and you're just being a prick about it. Oh. And you're just like dicking about, like, <laughs> oh, should I get the Cheerios, or should I get the Lucky Charms? No, it's like, true. no, you're going to get diabetes, go for the shredded wheat. Yeah, so and true. then God already chose the shredded wheat for you. Yeah, and in Hinduism, there is probably a God of cereal. And, and of shredded wheat. And of shredded wheat. <laughs> and of Lucky Charms. And of crunching out. So yeah, many gods. Yeah, yeah. So many gods. No, but, but so I was on a date. And uh, we couldn't decide between restaurant A or restaurant B. Uh, so I actually stopped a homeless person and I asked him whether we should go to restaurant A or restaurant B. And they weren't like very good options. It was literally like Nando's yeah, or That's Peter like Express. taunting. It's like, I know, you, I know you're not eating tonight, but which luxury establishment should we dine in? No, well, this is what the girl said. And I was shocked, but I was just like, we're so indecisive. Why not put the decision into somebody no, no, else's I, hand? I, I know, wait, I, because me and you do this sort of... Yeah, I think all the time, time right? And also, but I felt like the homeless man felt like he was a... I don't think he took it the wrong way. He felt like he felt quite nice. He felt quite privileged that we would be asking him. Actually, now I'm coming off like a twat. But uh, he did tell me to go to Nando's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he told yeah, me to yeah. go to Nando's. And I thought maybe we should be letting other people make these decisions. Yeah, no, us. I think that's great. And then you just bring him some Nando's. No, I did not do that. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You can bring the next guy Nando's. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. But it, but, but I mean, a homeless guy uh, asked me, uh, like, uh, wanted to take me to dinner once uh, in uh, in Washington. Yeah, he's like, let me take you to McDonald's for a nice dinner. And what did you say? I was like, um, it's okay, let me buy you something. <laughs> so I bought him some McDonald's, but, like, went to buy it and gave it to him. Not like, I did, we didn't have a romantic dinner, like, he uh, wanted it. But I, that's quite decisive of you, though. Oh, yeah, but I was... Uh, 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 maybe... Uh, uh, That's very You like my hair? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, we're living life in the infinite, and there are people out there living life in the finite. Yeah. But we don't know anyone living in that middle ground. No, I think people... Some people are more moderate than other people. No, um, I, well, I'm sure, in theory. But I'm saying we specifically don't really know anyone who lives in that... Who lives in the I, moderate. Yeah, I think... I think a lot of the time we live, we can actually live in both, but not in between sometimes. Because I feel like a lot of the time we will be living the finite and contemplating the infinite. So, you know, when you're a kid, you very much live in the finite because your dinner is provided for you, right? You don't actually have any decisions to make or like your parents will always buy the same brand of cereal for you or the same drink or something like that. So yeah. maybe but you're also like so like throw routine to the wind. Like you're just like, I don't care. I just want to play. Yeah, yeah. That's right? <laughs> so yeah, that's so kind of the I ideal think... state where you're being sort of like governed towards the finite. But you're but, in the infinite. Yeah, but you're in the infinite, but not in a cerebral manner. You're not like, you're not contemplating the, you know, the choice of things. You just like, no, I want to play. And yeah, I want yeah, to eat yeah. Cocoa Pops. But that makes me think that maybe these lessons should be learned, sorry, at childhood. 
Yeah, I think a lot of what what we so what really what I've always struggled with uh, with um, well life and everything is that people like we teach the, our kids like one thing, yeah, and then society as we get older we get taught another thing. And I'm not. It's like so when you're a kid, you're cultivated to be kind and giving and sharing. Yeah, that's true. And but when you get into and like society. creative and to play yeah. the piano and make. You know, art and stuff. Yeah. Then you grow up and you say, Mom, I want to be a pianist. Pianist. And she's like, like what? what is this nonsense? <laughs> pianist? Pianing? Pianist? What is pianing? Uh, pianing is not going to get you any money. It does not pay the bills. Yeah. Right? It does not pay no bills. <laughs> and so... Flashbacks um, in my uh, discussions with my yeah. and then they're yeah. And then they're like, but we should give, you know, more to like uh, charity or I should do this. It's like, but... But we need money at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's, no, it's yeah, like uh, you can't be pushed around by the world. You have to grow up. Life is full of assholes. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be an asshole. And it's so true. You need to be kind. And like, there's no point. And being I'm, kind no, but I'm not even saying be kind. I'm just saying like teach us how to behave. If if we're meant to be assholes when we're older, let's just like let's just cut this crap yeah. and like start being assholes <laughs> as kids, right? Just teach us to be assholes as kids, and then we grow up to be assholes. At least we're like ahead of the game. But the thing is, if you think about it, so if you're kind as a child and then you become an asshole as an adult. Uh, at least you've got that you've got that graduation. Whereas if you're an asshole as a child, you may be even more of an asshole as an adult, yeah, yeah. and then that could be catastrophic, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think there's enough uh, of this nonsense. Yeah, yeah. So. Exactly. But it but it's true. I feel like. We are becoming more indecisive instead of becoming more decisive. Yeah, for sure. It's taking us longer to order in restaurants. It's taking us just. It's just taking like us the longer most to banal decide. discussion. Yeah, decision like making a. And we genuinely think we that like we make we make the most the smallest kind of things like ordering a chicken or a salad or something as like an too, existential decision. Yeah, we make it so grandiose, and we end up spending most of the dinner deciding what to eat rather than actually discussing other things. Yeah, and then yeah. once you've put so much time into actually like making the decision, then the decision becomes of a greater weight, yeah, and so then you spend true. the whole meal regretting whatever you decided. So, but then that's why. So, a couple of times we have gone into a restaurant and just let the waiters choose for us. Yeah, yeah. but then I suppose that's too little input to the decision. Because remember, yeah. like uh, I mean, it is. It is a yeah. Because you can't eat cheese, and he obviously got you some cheese. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, but I think that's also kind of good for for me is because I'm trying to like reintroduce ingredients that I've had to cut out, and so it's yeah, a good way true. of like getting the universe to like choose. And then if I've got like you know diarrhea, I'm like, well, it's fucking universe's fault. It's not mine. <laughs> Dumbass universe. I don't believe in God anymore. No, that makes a lot of sense. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. But I don't know if you're. I, I was living by the I Ching for a little while. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but the I Ching is just like it's too much. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't really help. Like I thought, I was it, I, when I first picked up the I Ching, I was like, "This, this is going to help me choose yeah, yeah, a sandwich." Yeah. And then I'm sitting and eat, reading this like 600 page book, exactly <laughs> for like an hour, reading <laughs> and like rolling the, these dices and stuff. And it's like, and then it says like, "Go to page 60." And yeah, then it yeah, says yeah. the lake. <laughs> like what? What am I going to do with this? No, this surely the lake is some sort of reference to the lake tuna, mean, huh? to tuna, right, or to salmon. No, so I think like it means just get a cup of tea. We just get a cup of tea. No lake, sandwich. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that what the lake would mean? No, surely it's like a reference to a fish-based sandwich. Okay, that's yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Oh shit! See, I, <laughs> I even fucked that up. No, but that's why I think flipping a coin is so much better. But then it requires you only having two options. Eating is flipping a coin. It's just flipping three of them six times. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so true. 
Yeah, but that's even with the itching that you're required to narrow down your options. And the same with flipping up a coin, right? You're required to narrow down your options. Whereas yeah. we can't even narrow down our options, right? That's the issue. Maybe if we can yeah, narrow yeah, down because the then we need to, to like, Yeah, because then how do we narrow it down? We need to flip a coin to narrow it down. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, how do we narrow it down? Because I'd be very happy to put the decision to somebody else's hand if I had some input in narrowing it down initially. Yeah. So how do we... How do we... Well... Well, then you just, like... But I don't... You know, even... So, like, we'll get... Just creating an intolerance, that helps you narrow things down. <laughs> but, I like um, that. Or just saying that you're vegan or saying that you're vegetarian. Yeah. That, maybe that's what people are doing There's only to... one thing on the menu. But, like, my intolerances Wait. were so much that... It causes so much more anxiety because I'm going in the <laughs> I'm going in the restaurant and I'm trying to look through all the uh, menus, the all the things. Which what can I eat? What can I not eat? What, uh, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like 45 minutes and I'm like, oh, let's leave. I can't eat. <laughs> no, but then that's when the best adrenaline comes when you're in a restaurant, and then you get the menus and the complimentary water, and then you run away. <laughs> that's the best, right? <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No amount of adrenaline would ever compare to that moment. Right when you, when we run away from a restaurant, when away from yeah, a yeah, yeah. Well, we run away. <laughs> but actually, that's, that's a really good point. So, do you think people are vegetarian purely because they want to limit their options? They want to limit their options, yeah, because they've been living in the infinite, and that's the way they discovered to make that's interesting. To I've in never middle. met a vegetarian who said that. They normally talk about like morality or, or souls, or souls, or about um, um, the environment. But most, but most, so, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, but most vegetarians that we meet are like anemic because they're not eating enough meat, and then some of them still eat fish. I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're anemic. Maybe I just made that up. One, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. But uh, some of them still eat fish. But maybe, but maybe this is their way of like uh, reducing the number of options they have. Maybe. I mean, maybe the they've other been one... thinking about this a lot more than we have. Yeah, but I think normally that's like a result of becoming a vegetarian. And they'll be like, it's a lot easier because actually I can only eat one thing on the menu. They might say that, but it's not like I decided to do this because of that reason. I mean, I think the grounds for becoming vegetarian are very solid. But what I didn't understand, what I don't understand is, which I've always understood, is a lot of people, you know, who say, you know, I... Um, they want to hurt animals and they don't want to have, like, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, souls yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then they decide to eat fish but instead of meat. Yeah, yeah. This, but this is what I was telling you. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But what I've understood is why do you cut out fish? Why do you cut out meat and not fish? Because surely, like, there's more souls. In, like, like, a you could do more right? souls yeah, in yeah, a bowl yeah. of, like, prawns. If you have a bowl of prawns, you're eating, like, 20 souls at once. Whereas if you have a steak, you've only had, like, a sort of whatever, like, a sixteenth of a soul and like you a, a week of like a month of eating steaks only then have you eaten one whole cow and you've been plummeting through those prawns yeah that's so true but but all so that goes into your soul idea there has to be ascensions of soul in order for that to be yeah exactly because not all souls can be equal right yeah well not all souls can be equal well i don't know they can be i i don't see why they wouldn't be why would they be i'd rather why would they not be but i, I can't imagine all souls because you're you're basing your argument on the size of a soul. Ah uh, no, and no. So the, so that's the argument. The, the pescatarians could be um, killing more souls. No, could be basing their argument on the size of a soul. Mine's not saying the size of the. Mine's talking about the number of souls. Like prawns probably have smaller souls than cows. Yeah, possibly. 
Very true. But it depends on the location of the soul as well. Yeah, yeah, behind the air, I think. But, <laughs> is that where yours is? Yeah, yeah. Behind the air? Yeah, behind the air, so right. I can check, like, oh, regularly. Yeah. <laughs> that's Wait, but what does this have to do with indecisiveness? Oh, because we're indecisive about whether there's a soul or not. Yeah. We're indecisive about everything. I mean, the whole podcast are about indecision. No, yeah. I feel like we're pretty decisive in that we are doing a podcast. <coughs> so I feel like from like an existential yeah. point of view, um, when, when we're talking about truth or an idea um, in reality, um, I think the only authentic way to be is to live in a sort of perpetual state of doubt, where in which we're open to the, the infinite number of possibilities that are out there. And what I love, what like, drew me to philosophy more than anything else, is this idea that anything is possible and nothing can be, nothing can be like on any sort of, you know, really solid ground rejected. Like it is possible that there's a parallel reality in which you are like sniffing a tuna salad, like, <laughs> like co- cocaine, while I'm painting a zebra behind you. But then that means that's also possible in this reality. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what's going to happen this Sunday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but all these I mean that's really not a very inconceivable that was a very stupid example it's not that inconceivable no that's true way. but also but a perpetual state of doubt while in some ways it's a very good thing it's obviously extending too much into our life yeah yeah so this is kind of my problem right I mean, like we can't achieve anything at the moment yeah so I really struggle mm. with this idea because I think sometimes it's just like you just commit to an idea and the happiest people are just they just Find something they commit to them, whether it's romantically, whether it's like in a yeah, job or something, true. and yeah. you just like journey towards that thing. And so, but then you need to protect yourself from not getting, yeah, not falling outside of that circle, right? You only believe in one thing. Yeah. So this is the sort of thing conflating yeah. the sort of uh, everyday material with the sort of um, uh, epistemological or the existential. Yeah, yeah. And I think the I struggle because I feel like people who People who kind of find a religion and stick to it and like are really committed to it, it they, they gain so much joy and they gain so much joy so from much, it, right? Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. the faith, really, like yeah. incredibly strong faith, which I think is amazing, and I sort of Something wish I admired, had, right? yeah, kind of yeah. admire and envy. Yeah. But it's so easy with that to fall into this like dogmatic state as well. Yeah, where, where you, you don't think of anything else. Yeah, and reject all other ideas. Yeah. And also consider your, the reality that you've chosen to be superior to the yeah, other. Yeah, but then reality. they're living life in the finite, right? Like yeah. you said, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So Whereas you want to moderate living... between the two. But then, so the ideal would be to have some sort of belief in spirituality, but in not one religion. No, I think... I, no, I think uh, is that a model? Is that, would that be the middle ground? No, I think, I mean, I guess you can argue and it'll be different for everybody, but I think you can, you can have, you can be part of a religion, committed to an idea. But um, not live in a, a state have of Have an open-mindedness yeah. that but, sort of is... Yeah. But isn't that the issue with religion? Like a lot of times when you get too deep into it, you have to be narrow-minded. It doesn't encourage an open-mindedness. I don't think so. I think if you really get deep into a lot of religions, like genuinely deep into a lot of religions, I think, um, I think it facilitates that it opens up to an open-minded yeah and you understand that from a sort of uh, spiritual not, and yeah maybe spiritually yes, but maybe level. not culturally yeah okay but i don't think that's like um yeah so i guess i wouldn't call that like getting deeper into religion that's getting maybe um yeah i don't know in a sense lost mm in a religion like yeah maybe actually because then the lines become skewed between like religion and culture yeah but i think you can also i think there's also a merit like we are so hyper globalized 
Yeah, that's true. Minute. And yeah. do we really need to, like, we were born in a certain place. Do we really need to be, like, kind of moving around and doing these sort of things? So you're saying that's adding to our infinite, right? In that we can travel anywhere, we can fly anywhere. Yeah, but, yeah, that, and also, like, we have so much um, things like exposure to different faiths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right? exposure to different people as well. Yeah. Right? And I think we say this This is, like, a great thing. And we love living in London because of the diversity and the yeah, richness yeah. of it. But it's also, like, you yeah, know, if you just grew much. up in a Jew- Jewish community and you you do the Jewish rituals and you stick yeah. to that sort of thing, and there's, there's probably some quite good benefits in just, like, like, why do you need to meet anyone else? No, I completely agree. I know, but we've gone the other way, haven't we? In <coughs> London, it's, it's almost too easy to meet people in a... So many people don't have lifelong friends anymore, right? Because they're always looking for the next thing. Well, so many relationships fail because everyone's looking for the next person. Yeah, and we're always like, when we're in a relationship, we're like, yeah, but she had bigger tits. Yeah, yeah, well, but and she ooh, but was funnier, like, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I also think it like doesn't give us like, um, it doesn't give us the tolerance and the space to like, begin to deal with and even love people's imperfections. No, I completely agree. Like, exactly, we don't tolerate any imperfections anymore. Yeah, because we know there's somebody else. Because we know, exactly, we know there's someone potentially better. But there's nobody perfect out there. I don't think that's true. I'm perfect. You're perfect. No, no, no. You're a complete um, insane mess. What? And I'm a complete <laughs> insane mess. But, but together we make a perfect podcast. No, that's very true. So what's the solution to becoming more decisive? Leaving London? But what about I mean, our listeners? How would we make a decision like that? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Flip a coin. Flip a coin. But where would we go? Birmingham? Yeah, maybe that's the answer. Maybe Birmingham's just the answer. Because it's in the middle. I think Kierkegaard said something about Birmingham. No, no. <laughs> and Gibraltar. And Gibraltar. They always said something about <laughs> Birmingham. All, everybody's mentioned Birmingham <laughs> once or twice. So this has been a podcast about indecisiveness. Where we've not talked. When we've not talked about... We've not talked. We've not talked. <laughs> no, we've talked quite a lot about. I feel like we've made some real breakthroughs here. In terms of what? In terms of, I think I'll be more decisive. Okay, so what are we going to move to Birmingham? We're going to move to. <laughs> I don't know if we should move to Birmingham. Then it's a bit drastic. 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 So like Bath. Why don't we just change the location of our bed so it's facing south? Yeah. What would that do? Um, what won't it do? Yeah. Things, it'll like create a better cheat. Maybe I feel like it'll have like positive effect on our erections. Because <laughs> no? erections always point, point to the south, no? Erections always point to the south. Well, because if you have to pray, you pray towards the east, right? But I pray towards the west. Oh, you pray towards the west. You pray exactly. towards the east. Exactly. So the south is the the moderate, the place between the east and the west. So is the north. And no, yeah, but it's so plebeian to pray to like to <laughs> the to the north. North is so like it's like. The starting point of things, it's just so like... Yeah, no, it's so boring. Everyone always so walks boring. north. Yeah, 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 that's boring. yeah, yeah. That's you look at south. a compass, you're always looking for north. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nonsense. Yeah, that's pointless. I want to go to anti-north. Yeah, exactly. To south. Yeah. Like, that's quite a good idea to end on. Yeah? Yeah, so maybe that's the solution to decisiveness. Walk we south need... to Birmingham. Yeah, exactly. And also, next time we have a decision to make, just think, what would be the anti-north thing to do? What would be the anti-north thing to do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I really feel like we're going to end up under some bridge. <laughs> eating Burger King. Eating, eating Burger well, No, is Burger King the anti-north of McDonald's? Yeah, for sure, right? Because we'd normally go for McDonald's. But if we were being different... Yeah, but I, don't really, I, don't know if, I don't know if Burger King's the opposite of McDonald's. What's the opposite of McDonald's? 
I don't know. Is it like it's the opposite of McDonald's? Is it is it like the Ivy or is it Marks and Spencers? Oh, that's true. But they're still chained. Or is it? Or is it some like uh, noodle bar in? Uh, no, I like that. Yeah. I like that. The, from that record, that Thai, uh, that uh, Thai record I got you in. Uh, what's it? Udon. Yeah. No, udon's a food. Yeah, yeah, but it's also a place. Oh yeah, udon from udon. Udon. Yeah, yeah. I do like that that record. Also, it's been. uh, We need to find a point to end on. Yeah. But how are we going to decide? We're never going to decide when to finish this podcast, so we're just going to end up going on endlessly. But that's what we've been doing. Yeah, but so this is. I think this is the main problem: is that you just consider, you just like time becomes this like. You just yeah, postpone sure, like a decision. Time, right? We postpone a decision constantly because we're like, we well, we can always make up? a decision. But not making a decision is also making a decision. It's just a passive form of making a decision. And I think this is this is where we get lured into the sort of the devil of commercial capitalistic doubt. 